Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out what works in my home and what doesn't, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is podcast number uh, 60. Oh my goodness, 60. That's 30 hours of me yakking into a microphone. Wow. Okay. So anyway, uh, thanks for joining me. I am going to share my detailed bathroom cleaning checklist today. Uh, This checklist is one that I created for my own children. Uh, when we did the summer of clean, uh, which was the first summer that I had, after I'd started the blog, I had finally made such huge progress in my home, but I was really scared of summer because summer means lack of routine, which I love, but lack of routine wreaks havoc upon the state of my home. And so I created this checklist, uh, for my children. So my boys were both kind of well, one was a really good reader. One was a pretty new reader. Um, and I uh, made this so that they could have as much independence as possible in cleaning the bathrooms. And um, my ebook, Teaching Kids to Clean, which is on sale right now through the end of May. And uh, just use the code TEACH uh, to get that ebook, which is normally $5 for $3. And it has printables that um, where you can print out this bathroom cleaning checklist, or you can just print out this specific checklist for free on the website. I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast number 60, uh, which you can find at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Uh, Just scroll down to the bottom. And if I haven't already linked specifically to podcast number 60. Just go to see all my podcasts here and click through those until you find podcast number 60. So um, I am going to go ahead and start on the first thing uh, for the bathroom cleaning checklist. And then I will, you know, blab on and on with different little stories um, in between different things so that you can go ahead and get started. Because even though this is something I created for my children. It's not just for kids. If you need focus in doing a detailed bathroom cleaning, this is for you as well. And I did want to note real quick too, that I have this one, but then I also have another bathroom cleaning checklist for non-readers, for, um, for your kids who are old enough to do something, but are not able to read and follow the list themselves. And that one is a photo-based list that has numbers on what um, what to do uh, and when, what to clean first and then move on from there. Okay. So first thing on the bathroom cleaning checklist is gather supplies, um, wipes, which can be anything you want it to be. It can be cleaning spray or vinegar water with a little bit of Dawn dish soap in there as well in a spray bottle uh, with paper towels. It can be that with um, cleaning rags. It can be um, homemade wipes that you've made yourself. I have a recipe for that um, on the blog that I will link to in these show notes. I hope if I remember, if I don't remember to link to something, please email me and say, hey, you forgot to link to such and such and I'll try to add it in there. Um, One sheet of newspaper 
which is for um, wiping down your uh, mirror. If you don't have any newspaper, uh, paper towels works or microfiber cleaning cloths as well. Uh, Mirror cleaner. This can be Windex, whatever product that you like, or just um, vinegar water, which I will link to a recipe for that as well. Um, A sponge, shower cleaner, whatever that means to you, um, and a handheld vacuum cleaner. All right. So as you're gathering those things, I will go on with my little story. Um, When I was a teenager, I worked at a camp. And I was 16 the first time that I went and worked there. I had been to this camp before when I was a younger teenager. But I went to this camp um, when I was 16 as a staffer. I did not have any earthly idea what I was getting myself into because I really had just had so much fun there. I hadn't really paid attention to what the people were doing who worked there for the summer. (laughs) So I really didn't know. But anyway, one of what we did was um, there were some weeks where we were on the cleaning crew and the kitchen crew and we got different things done um, that needed to be done that had to be done around the camp Uh, but we also other weeks were counselors for um, the campers of course I loved the counseling weeks the best but I really loved the cleaning weeks as well Um, and I learned a lot because we we had to go through training um, for the health department and all that kind of stuff we had health department checks we had um, you know just the ways that things were done were extremely clear. Like they didn't just tell us to go clean the bathrooms or the wash houses, whatever we called them. They told us to go, you're on bathroom cleaning duty. And then we had a notebook with um, very detailed lists. You know, as I say, you know, clean the shower wasn't an item on the list. It was the title of the list. I mean, we were told exactly what to do how much of different cleaning products to put in which um, container diluted with how much water. And I mean, we were given everything we needed. And so for my ADD type personality, um, I loved it. Like it gave me exact directions on how to clean the bathroom. And so I learned a lot, even though I had cleaned the bathroom many times at home, my mother had, you know, taught me to do that. I've mentioned that several times. It's one thing I'm so grateful for in my mother, even though yes, I grew up to have a blog about being a slob. I knew how to clean, you know, because my mother had, it was my job to clean out the sink and the bathtub, you know, I knew how to do those things. Um, But this just kind of fed that even more because I had such detailed instructions on how to clean. So I learned major real cleaning skills working at this camp, which is how I, you know, is basically what I based teaching kids to clean the ebook on, you know, teaching those cleaning skills so that your kids, no matter what life style they lead at some point, they're going to know how to clean a toilet. You know, it's not going to be that kid who doesn't know how to hold a broom or whatever. They're going to know these things because they have been taught. Um, so at this, this camp that I loved, um, you know, of course I didn't love cleaning the bathrooms because cleaning bathrooms is disgusting, but, um, I did love the direction that I had. Okay. So if you have gathered your supplies, your wipes, newspaper or paper towels, mirror cleaner, sponge, shower cleaner, and handheld vacuum cleaner. The first thing that you're going to do is um, pick up. All right. Now this is habit number 
three, I think, in 28 Days to Hope for Your Home, my ebook. So if you're following that, then you don't have anything to pick up and you can get started sooner. If you're not, um, and this is something on my list for my kids to make sure that it's done before you get started, there's no point in starting to clean the bathroom if there's clothes all over the floor and all that. So, you know, picking everything up, getting things put away that are randomly, you know, brush hairbrushes and ponytail holders and uh, toothbrushes that are strewn across the counter, whatever, just pick up first, you know, get all the clothes off the floor and things off the counter that don't need to be there. Get those things put away. Um, as you're doing that, um, I will, so this is where I'm getting a little bit random here. Um, just mention on this list, one of the things that I loved about the list, and this is where I really tried to do this with my own children was the independence. I, so I don't like to be told what to do. I know it's a really bad personality quality. It's one of those things in my own children that I tell myself, okay, if I can channel this, this will be, this will be such a great asset in their life. You know, I mean, they're really, if they can learn to take that independent spirit and channel it correctly, it has great benefits in life. Um, but anyway, having the list, the checklist meant that I was self-directed and it gave me independence. Even though the checklist was telling me what to do, I liked not having someone there saying, Hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. Um, because it meant that I got to do things. I got to check things off the list on my own time. So that's something to think about. Um, kind of the beauty of having that separateness of a checklist, kind of like when we talk about, you know, containers with kids, how well that works with kids, because containers are impersonal. It's the container saying, this is how many Barbies you can keep. It's not me saying it. It's me saying, here's the container that we have that determines how many you can keep. And it kind of gives that, that feeling of independence that people like me tend to love. Okay. So everything's picked up off the counter and the floors, um, or floor and counters. And next, vacuum the floors with the handheld vacuum cleaner. If you don't have a handheld vacuum cleaner, just sweep it. It's not a big deal. Um, Paying special attention to the edges of the floor near the walls and under counters. So that little lip that comes out, um, you know, over the floor from the counter, you know, where the counter sticks out farther than the floor behind it, you know, pay attention to that. Get under there. Um, Unfortunately, there tends to be a lot of... um, hair in the bathroom and you don't want to mix hair with cleaning products um because that's just gross. <laughs> so um you know getting that same thing as with dusting. If you have he- heavy dusting, it's always best to suck it up or sweep it up first before you get any kind of liquid on there because otherwise liquid combined with dirt makes mud. So it's much easier to clean it while it's dry. So it's kind of like doing that dry clean of the floor first. Uh, And then we're going to get into the other things because generally when you're cleaning, you work from top to bottom. Absolutely. Um, That means that anything that gets knocked from the top gets dealt with later, but I go ahead and sweep and, um, or vacuum, you know, with the handheld vacuum cleaner, the bathroom floor first, uh, because it just kind of gets that build up. Whatever whatever has built up, we're not getting, you know, the the bits of moisture that happens when I spray the mirrors. Um that that little bit of moisture that falls to the floor is not combining with that stuff and creating, you know, a bigger mess to have to deal with. So I go ahead and sweep with it and then later when I mop it, it's going to take care of that um stuff that fell from the top. Okay, so 
vacuuming next, then put one cap full of cleaner in the toilet. I just say cleaner because it's your decision as a mother, how old your kids are, how old, whatever you want to use. Um, you know, when the kids are younger, we used vinegar. I mean, that, that was because vinegar, even though it is not like an absolute killer of, you know, it's, I don't know. I see different things. My friend Taylor from um, Household Management 101, she has an article on, you know, sometimes people give vinegar a little too much credit, but vinegar really is a great cleaning agent. It does have some disinfecting qualities. It has, you know, it it really truly does a great job of cleaning, even though it's not the equivalent of, you know, major germ killing like some other things are. But vinegar is a great thing to use. So that is non-toxic for the kids. But whatever cleaner it is that you're using, pour a capful in the toilet um, and let it sit for a little while, okay? Um, then spray the shower cleaner in the bathtub or the shower. Be sure to get it on the walls, okay? Sometimes these are things that kids need, especially. Is not just We're not just talking about spraying the bathtub. We're talking about the shower walls. So we're gonna clean that as well. What I use for my children... For shower cleaner, I just have a a um, little spray bottle, plastic spray bottle that I've bought at the Dollar Tree for a dollar. Um, that spray bottle is filled with uh, mostly water, some vinegar, and a couple of squirts of Dawn dish soap or whatever dish soap I happen to have on hand at the time. Um, that is the shower cleaner. Now, there are times where we need a heavier duty shower cleaner. And that's, you know, generally when I get in there and do it myself and I don't want my kids dealing with that kind of stuff. Um, another thing that you can use as a heavy duty shower cleaner, if you need that, uh, that is safe for children is, um, dish soap. It's amazing what dish soap can do and a scrubby brush, um, you know, getting in there and, and doing it that way. Another thing is just using like an old gift card or an old credit card to scrape, uh, your soap scum off. Okay. But for this step in the bathroom cleaning checklist, it's just spraying it with whatever you've got. And we're not actually scrubbing it yet. We're just spraying it. And that gives it time to kind of loosen up that gunk. Then spray mirror cleaner on the mirror. Again, with my children, I just use vinegar and water because vinegar and water is a great mirror cleaner. Getting the proportions correct. Um, I will try to link to a um, a mirror cleaner recipe on there. I also have a Pinterest board with uh, homemade cleaning products. And I know there's some links on there to that type stuff. Okay. And then use a crumpled piece of newspaper to wipe the mirror. Again, use whatever you have, a microfiber fiber cloth. Um, it's a great way to, re- you know, reuse newspaper as well, um, or paper towels, whatever you have. Use that going from the top of the mirror to the bottom of the mirror. Okay. Um, newspaper is great because it generally does not leave little linty type issues. Uh, use the same wipe Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped something. Okay. After you're done with the mirror, uh, this is something moms need to be very careful and watch your children. If they're doing the mirror, you know, watch, you know, where they are standing. Cause you don't ever want to stand on a wet countertop at all. Um, uh, you know, making sure that they're safe there, uh, being with them depending on their age, you know, if they need to be, um, 
monitored in that, obviously. Um, okay, next, use a wipe to clean off the faucet on the sink. Okay, again, use whatever kind of wipes that you want. One thing that I've done is cut up old t-shirts, stuck them in an old plastic container that we had. I think it was a Cool Whip container. Um, and put some water and some vinegar and some Dawn dish soap um, and put those old cut up t-shirts into that and just let them soak in that. And then the kids can use that as the wipes that they're using. And then they just throw them in a pile and we stick them in the um, washing machine when we're done. So using a wipe to um, clean off the faucet first, then use that same wipe, if unless it's nasty and disgusting, use that same wipe to clean off the counter, the bathroom counter and the sink. Okay. Now, as you're doing this, I'm going to talk about one of the things that was a light bulb moment for me as I was trained in cleaning while I was working at this camp was the fact that, um, the order in which I did things was super important. Okay. And the, the easiest way to think of this order is to think, go from the least gross to the most gross. Okay. Your mirror is the thing that you don't actually touch. Now it gets toothpaste splatters and all that kind of stuff on there, but you're not touching and using the mirror. So that's one of the reasons it goes first. The mirror goes first so that you, as you're getting dirty and as the things that you're using are getting dirty as you're cleaning this bathroom. They're going from the things that have the fewest germs on them to the most germs on them. Okay. So, um, you don't want to clean the toilet first and then go clean the faucet because the faucet is less gross. That's where you wash your hands. Okay. It does have to be cleaned. It gets dirty. It's in a bathroom. So, you know, there's bathroom germs in there, but you're going to do the faucet and the counter and the sink first before you get to the shower where people actually clean their whole bodies. So that's going to be dirtier. And then the toilet obviously is going to be the grossest, dirtiest, nastiest thing. So that's going to go at the end. Make sense? Okay. So now you've cleaned off the counter and the sink. Um, now get a new wipe to clean off the toothbrush holder. These are details that kids don't necessarily think about is like, oh, I I have to clean the toothbrush holder too? Huh? Okay. Now use that same wipe, unless it's too nasty, to wipe off the doorknobs. Okay. And the light switch panels, doorknobs and light switches get touched a lot. Now we don't want to use anything on a light switch that is wet. Okay. It just, you know, we want to keep it just as non-wet as possible. Um, you know, but we want to wipe off those because, you know, and the doorknobs, let's just be honest. Sometimes people don't wash their hands. I hope it's not you that doesn't wash your hands, but there are people who don't wash their hands and they touch those doorknobs. And so we need to make sure that we clean those. So they're not, you know, passing germs around the world. Um, okay. Now it's time to scrub the shower and the bathtub. Um, in my house, I don't have my kids do my bathtub because it's separate from the shower and it's hard to clean. Like it's hard to get in there and cause you kind of have to step into it. And anyway, I just clean that myself. I don't give that to my kids to do because it's just, it's too complicated. Um, and I don't want them like stepping in my bathtub anyway. So, um, but we've done the doorknobs. Now we're doing, um, using our sponge to scrub the shower and the bathtub. Okay. We go 
top to bottom. So we scrub the shower walls, we get the shower faucet and the shower handles, and then we do the bathtub in um, there as well. Okay, next, and if we need to spray more stuff on it, great, go with that. Whatever it is that you've used and designated as something to uh, spray in the shower, to use that to clean. A little note for you, if, um, if this is something you want your kids to do this summer, if this is something you're going to teach them to do, um, to use the less toxic stuff, to use the stuff that's just vinegar and water and dish soap. Um, you know, maybe you need to do a major scrubbing yourself first. So then they're doing more maintenance cleaning as opposed to, um, you know, cleaning after it's gone for a little while. Okay. Now we're going to start on the toilet. Okay. So we've already done the hand washing place, which is your least grody. And then we've gone to the shower, which is a little bit more grody because we clean our bodies there. And then we're going to the toilet, which is the grodiest of all grody to the max, as we would say in the eighties. Okay. So we're on the grody to the max toilet. And, um, this is another place where we are going to be really conscious of what we clean first. Okay. So we're going to use a brand new wipe to clean the flush handle on the toilet first. Hopefully that's one of the least grody parts. Use that same white to clean the top and the back of the toilet tank. Okay. Hopefully there's not nastiness on there. Then we're going to wipe behind the toilet seat using a new wipe when yours gets nasty looking. As your wipe gets grody to the max, get a new one. Um, Wipe the toilet lid top and bottom. That's the part that, you know, goes down and closes up the toilet. Uh, Wipe off the top of the toilet seat. Wipe the underside of the toilet seat. Then we're going to wipe the top of the toilet bowl. Now, just so you know, the first time I did with this with my kids, they thought that that was the most hilarious term they had ever heard, that it was a toilet bowl. Because I guess they were thinking, bowls that you eat out of, but we don't eat out of the toilet because that's gross. But anyway, they thought that was so funny that it's called a toilet bowl. And I'm like, how did y'all not know that this was a toilet bowl? But hmm, the things our kids don't know that we don't realize. Um, so wiping the top of the toilet bowl, that's the part that, you know, you don't want to sit on when somebody forgot to put the seat down. You know, that's what I'm talking about there. Okay. That gets gross and nasty. Um, then we're going to wipe, um, the back of the toilet, the part that's between the, um, uh, toilet tank and the actual toilet seat, you know, we're going to make sure that that is all clean. Um, and then we are going to wipe the outside of the toilet bowl. Okay. Like the part that is, um, let me see here. Uh, wipe the outside of it. So getting a new wipe, anytime that your wipe becomes visibly dirty, you just get a new one. Okay. Cause we want to make sure that we get this nice and clean and we're not just spreading nastiness. Um, but get the outside of the toilet bowl. Sometimes people don't remit, realize how important that part is. Um, because it gets dirty too. Another thing, especially if you have little boys is on the sides And this is something I had to teach my children to see and to know is there, but especially with little boys on the sides of the toilet down there on the bottom, kind of where it screws into the ground, something, some place in there 
pee dribbles down and it collects in there. So look in those sides specifically. If there's a smell in your bathroom and you're just like, I just cleaned and I don't know what's going on, check there to make sure that you cleaned down there on the very bottom sides of the toilet. Um, Then you need to wipe the floor behind and around the toilet bowl. Get a new wipe and wipe the walls behind and to the side of the toilet. Okay. Now we're going to use a toilet brush to scrub the inside of the toilet. Okay. Because we put that cleaning solution in there quite a while ago and, um, it's now, uh, ready. You know, it's been sitting there a while, hopefully disinfecting whatever it is that you put in there. Um, and then you scrub that inside of the toilet. Then, um, get a new wipe and wipe down the rest of the floor. Now this depends on how big your bathroom is. It may be worth your time to actually full on mop for our smaller bathrooms. You know, I would prefer just to get on my hands and knees for a little bit and use a cleaning wipe. You know, I feel like I am able to you know, use 20 cleaning wipes or whatever it is that I need to do to get the bathroom floor clean. All right. And then the last thing is to put away supplies. Um, I personally have used this list to double check it. I use it when I need focus. I use it when, um, I, uh, just, you know, have kind of let it go a little bit too long and I need to make sure that I'm, um, you know, being quite detailed in this. Okay. The other hope that I give for you, and I talked about this in the benefits of random intentionality, which, which was a podcast I did not too, whatever, a podcast I did not too long ago. Um, you know, where my kids don't use the list anymore. I'm actually able to tell them, Hey, go clean the bathrooms and they do a pretty decent job. So it's the beauty of being intentional and focused and then learning from that and gaining those real skills while you know, if I go in and I'm like, um, I'm sorry, but this bathroom is not as clean as it needs to be. I need you to take this list and go through and make sure that you've done everything in it. And a lot of times they'll go, oh, you know, other things to remember when you're teaching your kids to clean the bathrooms is sometimes they don't understand that wiping down the counter means like going over the whole entire thing, not just the toothpaste splatters, you know, not just the visible type things, but, you know, teaching them what it means to wipe it down and be thorough and all that. So I'm going to stop there. It's been 26 minutes. As I said, I will put links in the podcast show notes for podcast number 60. And, um, I will link to my Pinterest board with homemade cleaning products. Obviously, you know, you know, your children and you know, you know, what age they are and do they need to be, um, very closely supervised, which I would say any child needs to be even a, you know, teenager needs to be closely supervised as they're learning to do this, you know, and then the older ones, as they really do learn to do it, they can go in there and do it themselves and have that full on independence. But anything that you can do to teach them these cleaning skills, to teach them that things are important, One of the things I remember um, from this camp that I worked at, the lady who was in charge of housekeeping, you know, she wasn't in there with us while we were cleaning. We did it ourselves. But I remember one time she came in and she said, you're not done. And we said, yeah, we're, we're done. We've done everything on the list. And she, she pointed out um, that we needed to shine the faucets. We had cleaned the faucets, but we hadn't shined the faucets. And that was 
it was a real learning thing to me because it was honestly something that did not occur to me. You know, I'm like, well, I've done everything on the list and everything is clean. But it didn't occur to me to then take a dry towel and go back over the faucet to make sure that when I'm done, they're shiny. No, they're not going to stay shiny once anybody comes in here and, you know, uses that faucet. But they're shiny. And that is a symbol of being done. So it's like little stuff, even for me, and that wasn't even my first summer. I think I was 17 or 18 when, you know, she had that moment with us and she was very sweet about it. Um, but I just remember that impacting me and realizing, okay, I need to have these things pointed out to me, the things that actually matter. Um, okay. So don't forget again, you can use the, um, code teach to get teaching kids to clean for $3 through the end of May. And, um, that gives you lesson plans. It gives you, um, I mean, it it talks you through, uh, you know, how exactly to go about teaching your kids basic cleaning skills. There's bathrooms and laundry and mopping and vacuuming and dusting, you know, those types of things, just your basic cleaning stuff that everybody needs to know. Um, And it gives you checklists, printable checklists. It also gives you age appropriate task lists, you know, things that you can do with your little kids versus things that you can do with your older kids, ways to make it fun, as fun as possible, at least. Um, but just lots of different ideas for that. So thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you next week. Bye.